2: I want to take the train to Washington. Okay. I don't know why. Like, I've never taken a train somewhere before. i never really... I feel like I should do that. I've oh, done, like,
0: short stints.
2: It's not very time effective. It's not. But but it does sound like it'd be fun. And then solving the murder that will inevitably happen. Because Obviously. that's what, what happens every time there's a train on the movie. Yeah. Um, that'll be fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, There's always a train murder
2: Yeah, but that's what I thought about I, sh- I should take the train to Washington And watch a hockey game
1: That's a long ass train ride
2: it is. it is
1: Is it like 20 hours?
2: Uh, prob- Maybe even longer Ooh.
0: But
2: I'm not driving I'll just read an Everworld book or something
1: <laughs> For 20 or,
2: hours Or, or two <laughs>
0: Or eight at this point. Just do the whole series. <laughs> them all. Buy the new covers. The ones with the that new was, covers. Yeah.
2: Speaking of which, yeah. we did see pictures of the new Everworld covers. Oh, and so yes, good. I will be
1: getting them.
0: And they now are. you have an excuse to read all the new cover versions.
1: Yeah. Yum. Oh, my God. They look so good. They do. The they murder on the Everworld good.
0: Express.
1: <gasps> did it. I'm zooming in now. Oh, man, I love the dragon one. Yeah. Which shit, was the one we read look. last. Oh, my gosh, so good. Now I got to look, guys. I was just going to. You
0: know what
2: I didn't look? I huh. didn't look to see if there was, like, an updated hedgewan design.
0: An update? Like, so they don't just look like a fly? Yeah. Who hmm. am I? Where
1: am I? The fuck is this thing? <laughs> the fuck is this thing? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? I'm what looking the fuck so, is up Kyle? if you
2: want to look at these you can go to Michael Grant's Twitter
1: yeah or I
0: retweeted or, it
1: or, yeah go to apples Apple uh, what yep <laughs> apples, go to Apples Alex, Twitter a, Apple Alex Anor, anonymous Alex <laughs> Apple <laughs> help it's Austin's fault somehow that was a very Austin disaster that just happened <laughs> I know.
2: Yeah, see, that one looks way more like the design of, or what's described in the story.
0: Oh my god.
2: With their, their little three pettipop arms.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which one is, okay.
2: Uh, six. So the second one. That looks like call.
1: a fucking sea creature. It does. It's so cool. Oh.
2: But it looks way more like what's described in the story.
1: What the fuck is a thing like two down from that, though, under Zeus? That's got to be a coup hatch, right? Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. shit! Holy shit! I hope these aren't spoilers. Oh, oh, God, these look good.
0: Yeah, yeah. they do. They, um,
1: they that, look uh, great. With is fucking oh, amazing. that's I'd have a poster of that. That's so gorgeous. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. The Merlin
1: rules yeah. too. Oh, the hell's pretty good too. Oh man. So cool. They're just they're so like high fantasy.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, that dragon! Like I said, they they match the story a lot better and just Mm -hmm, make it. uh It's it's a whole lot brighter. Fuck yeah!
1: It's more eye catching on a shelf
2: Mm -hmm. too. I wonder if they're gonna sell it as a set. I'll just buy the whole box. Oh
1: yeah, they should. That'd be nice. Bet that's
0: fucking Senna. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: that's gotta be Senna. Mm
0: -hmm. Ugh,
1: ugh.
2: The Aldi (laughs) brand, Rachel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. Fucking Ollie Brand Rachel. Fucking. Fucking <laughs> Ollie the Kirklands Rachel. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, oh God.
0: Oh. shit. <laughs> ay ay ay. Well, how'd you guys like
1: this book?
2: <laughs> I don't do know okay.
1: anymore.
2: You know what? I want to do. I'm enjoying the story. Christopher sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't like being in a Christopher book. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it. Um, he is trash, and he's much less trash. When he's not the one telling the story, even though he's still trash, he's just less trash. He's like
1: an iceberg. You just see the. Yeah, so yeah.
2: <laughs> but when you're in his head, you see everything. underneath. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do. I can't wait to talk to y'all about the last chapter that we read because I made a goof and read one chapter too far. But I'd like to like, I feel like it was a better.
1: That's it. Yeah.
2: A better, better stopping point. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to know what y'all think of that too.
1: Mm-hmm. Man.
0: I don't know why it just, it came out like a bleat, like a sheep when I just said that. <laughs> uh, <bah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like it. I like it. There, so there, there
1: was,
0: there's a lot. First of all, mm-hmm. in this book, there's a lot. I agree. I think Christopher is the worst in his own head. That being said, I feel like there was maybe some tracks put down for like Christopher is gonna redeem himself some. That's, yeah,
2: that's why I was <laughs> glad that we that I screwed up and and gave us the extra uh-huh. chapter. Uh-huh.
0: I think even before that though, like there was. See, I didn't see yeah. him before that. Oh, I didn't. There was. Mm. See, it seemed to me like there was this tone of self mocking when he was doing the whole like, oh yeah, I guess I'm a sexist too, blah blah blah. But like in a way that was like self-aware enough to be like, you're making the joke because you're saying the shit and you're saying the shit because you're a fucking edgelord and you like, you know better. And it's it's just kind of there. Like the seeds of it are there.
1: Like he's just doubling down See? a little bit.
0: Yeah, like he's doubling it down to like spite himself almost at some points.
1: Hmm.
2: Well, I'm gonna sit on that till we get to that chapter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I'm going to, I'm going to, we'll talk more about my thoughts once we get there.
1: Okay. So I, I, I was viewing this from like a narrative, like, like writing lens. Like, I kind of felt like there was so much of it and it was just amped up and amped up that I was kind of like, okay, Catherine or Michael, like, what are you doing? Like, what is the smokescreen? Like, you already pulled that shit with David last book. What's going on here? You're not (laughs) fooling me.
2: So. (laughs) it's Chekhov's racist. <laughs> is, is what it is. <laughs> if you have a racist in the first act, you have to redeem to him kill later. him in the second. Oh, oh wait, okay. uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: let's hope. Let's hope that's the best. Like, I, like I said, I hope that's the that the track we're on. <laughs> I would love to at oh, the God. end of this book series be like, man, that Christopher sucked, but man, he was a lot better by the end
0: yeah like I I desperately want him to have that that fucking that's kind
2: of how I feel about a lot of people though it's
0: like oh that person
2: sucks I sure hope they get better at life
0: and they never do
2: and well, that was that's half empty (laughs) but I mean not altogether inaccurate but still kind of half empty
0: I like to I like to think of myself as a realist man (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Christopher needs to fucking not. Yeah.
2: Actually, that's the best summary of this book. Right there.
0: <laughs> Done. Let's end yeah. it. We can did it.
2: Not Kenyon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Perfect. The rest of this episode we can just like drink and shoot the shit. Like, why are we even doing
2: this? But I am I I am I am the more we read, the more I get involved in the story.
0: Yep. It was, I will admit, I found myself, like, it happens every book where, like, I get more and more into it. Mm -hmm. I was definitely, in this one, like, starting to read ahead and, like, have to stop myself and go back. Like, the story itself is getting so good and, like the implications of if they actually get the shit from from without spoilers ish from the the gods guys if they actually get what they're promised that changes the algorithm of the entirety of how they interact mm-hmm. with with everworld mm-hmm. 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 and i need to know what the fuck happens mm-hmm. <laughs> even
2: even still though there's like this like Hey, this is going good, and now we're in a direction that sucks, like a not a, like an actual direction, <laughs> not like a, like a, like a movement, in, spirit, no, like an actual path. The the actual path we have to take,
0: like the north, south, east, west, is fuck. yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like
2: we have this going for us. They said, "Now go this way," and so now we have to go in a shitty direction. Yeah. So. But I'm getting ahead of myself.
0: But that's the part that I want to talk
2: about. Like I often do. Yeah.
0: All right. Shall I start recapping this, please? Oh my god. Please. Okay. Okay. So we start with Christopher. Who's falling asleep mid trying to convince a girl in a chat room that he was a 25 year old millionaire? And then the sky above him is buzzing with thousands or maybe millions of Hatwan. And somehow David and Julie are just standing there, hands on hip, like, yep. That's a lot of bugs. They don't really care. Uh, and Christopher's like, oh, well, shit. This is terrible. Uh, and they're not even really the bad guys because Ka-Anor is the bad guy, the really, really bad guy. And then he proceeds to outline all the really big bads of Everworld who are scared of ka meaning like Loki and Loki's children. And if Loki and Loki's children who suck are afraid of ka he double sucks. Anyways, back to Jaleel and David. They're way too calm. And Christopher once again expresses that like, hey, can you guys like freak out a little, like run around, tear your hair out? And, uh, you know, they're like, would that make you feel better? And Christopher's like, yes. Yes, it would. Because I want somebody to freak out like me right now. And then they're like, all right, so where would we run to? We're stuck between here and Fairyland and we're definitely not welcome in Fairyland. We blew up their entire market. And uh, David's like, you know what? Why don't I take first watch and you go to bed? And Christopher's like, no, I need someone who's panicking to be watching because that means they're gonna watch good. Christopher, that's not real. Anyways, at this point, April starts waking up, and Christopher's like, "Oh, good, welcome to Bugland." And April just like snorts and goes back to sleep. And then David hands him the sword and says, "What to E?
2: <laughs> so immediately, you know, you're you're gonna start this Christopher book, and you're like, "All right, Christopher, here we go, redemption arc." Mm. And immediately he's gaslighting somebody on the internet. Immediately, I'm like, God damn it, can you not?
0: I and immediately. Then, though came up with a fan fiction that she was catfishing him
2: oh, oh nice, I nice. Like that. that makes me feel a little better not a lot better, <laughs> a, little um,
1: better. <laughs> a little
2: better. a little better but uh uh then we go to everworld and he expresses that logic of like no somebody needs to be panicking right now and i was like see this is the reason that i want to like christopher yep. it's those moments right there when i'm like he could be my favorite character easily if he didn't spend 95% of the time sucking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yep. Precisely. Mm. Because, like, he genuinely can be funny. Like, Yeah. 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 And, like, the, yeah. <clears throat> it pisses me off because even in this next chapter, there's this moment that he strikes the balance between inflammatory and funny that I thought was really effective. I'm like, God, if you could hit this note every time... Yeah. It would be better,
2: mm-hmm. but he so rarely does.
1: Yeah,
0: but
2: yeah, that, that <laughs> it's frustrating because, like, like, like I said, he 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 has the potential to be the character that I enjoy the most, and he just is garbage.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> Do better. <sighs> Get good. Get, get good, nerd. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, Christopher.
0: Christopher, Christopher, Christopher. Christopher. Um, I'm just going to get through this next chapter because it's. I made this one really short because this is like the, the recap of Everworld chapter the where they're like, the recaptor, the rapture. Anyways, the this rapture.
1: Is the rapture. That's everybody kinda... missed
2: completely. Misunderstood what the rapture actually was. It was just a recap of what had happened already. <laughs> yeah, in
0: the last chapter. Yeah, that's the rapture. They made it. Yeah. Duh,
2: duh. It's your for recap chapter you morons. <laughs> Not taking anybody. Good grief.
0: And if you think you're like the when they say that you're gonna ascend, that just means you got all the information you needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: You're all caught up now. Yeah.
0: You've been raptured.
2: <laughs> that's going to be so funny. In like five years, that's going to be a podcast bit. Like, All right, everybody, it's time for the rapture. Let's recap this chapter.
0: And then to make sure everybody has understood it, we all have to agree that we've
1: ascended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh. Okay.
0: All right, let's get to the rapture, please. I'm ready to. I'm ready to rage.
1: Please make it stop.
0: <laughs> I can't make the rapture stop. I'm just a man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, just come
2: down with stone tablets of everything that's happened. <laughs> like, here's Would your recap.
0: Would it even be that odd if I walked into a room with stone tablets? No. No. Maybe this is my future.
2: Are you going to cosplay as Moses for Dragon Con?
0: No, I'm going to just be me with stone tablets and people oh. are going to come to my religion. <laughs> my new religion that I'm starting.
2: <laughs> Rule number one, don't be a Christopher.
0: That's, it's, just, it's just K. A. Applegate references all the way yes. down.
2: Yes! R- R- reference the literature,
0: two. please.
2: Rule number two, don't stay in Morph more than two hours. Uh-huh.
0: okay okay one more one more story and then we have to fucking start okay (laughs) so today i i'm helping with a presentation that's coming up for our all hands which is like all of our people in our region are coming to this thing and they like it's a whole meeting about like how we're doing and anniversaries birthdays blah blah blah, just monthly check-in and this month that's coming up um later this month is all Jane Goodall because like Earth Day and everything. So they made it like animal themed. So one, I'm doing a presentation on birds to my whole company with my birds. And then two, we're doing animal facts and everything. And so they're, they're having me help write them. And the first prompt that we have when everybody logs in and like, so they get in chat while we're waiting for everybody to get on the call before you hit record is she wrote this without my input if you could be any non-domesticated animal for two hours, which one would you be? And
2: oh my goodness!
0: And this is like a woman that doesn't know animorphs. She's she's older than me, and she's like, "What do you think this question? Like, I don't know about the two-hour limit. Like, is that too short?" I'm like, "This is all animorphs. All of this behind me. This yes. is animorphs." I'm like, "That question's perfect." And I'm like, "She has no fucking idea what I'm
1: talking about." As I, I'm like, <laughs> "All of the, I'm like two-hour time limit. I'm in." this is the perfect way to find other anamorphs people in your work that's exactly why I made her leave
0: it I'm like people will be in chat talking about anamorphs and I'm gonna say something and then you know what I'm gonna do I'm not gonna respond to chat anymore because I have to do like 14 slides in this thing because I'm doing animal facts animal quizzes and animal presentation on birds and then I'm gonna get to the end I'm gonna be like all right, who are my anamorphs people and then I'm gonna fucking find them yes (laughs) yes
2: Amazing. It's the most yerk sentence you've ever said.
0: <laughs> Is that I'm going to find the animals? <laughs> <laughs> find those andalite
1: andalites, pandalites.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: This or Alex over here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm so excited. Okay. Everworld. We got to talk Do Everworld. It. Okay. okay. Muting. Don't ever mute, please, for the love of God. Uh, so, yeah, this next chapter is is the rapture, and it's just, like, literally we get all the shit that they told us before. This is my name. This is what I can do. I got this gift from an Andalite. You get it. The normal shit. <laughs> but there was one thing I wanted to talk about in here, and it was, at one point, Christopher described Senna Wales as impressive hardware but seriously corrupt software, and it was just funny enough to me. Like, I kind of <laughs> lost it at this descriptor, because I'm like, that's really mean and rude. But it is very funny.
2: (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to put a caveat on this one. If I said that about a person I didn't. Hold on. I'm getting there. If I said that about a person I didn't know, that would be awful. If I said that in regards to making fun of Alex. (laughs) I'm like, as long as it's one of your like, your, your shorms, it's fine. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a funny thing to say. In the case of him, you know, not necessarily caring for Senna, maybe not great. But applied in the right context, I feel Very like it's funny. pretty funny. Pretty funny.
0: <laughs> it was the combination of words that did it for me. I was like, this is great. <laughs>
1: Not the most offensive thing he says.
0: In this <laughs> not, by a, not by a country mile. Is this the most
1: offensive thing he I'm says? I'm at this point with him. <laughs> oh my god. Oh.
0: Oh. Anyways, that was that. Basically, that whole chapter. It's just nice. you know,
1: we've been raptured.
0: We've been <laughs> raptured into Everworld. We're here All now. Right, now
2: that we've now that we've ascended.
0: Now that we've ascended, we can continue with the book. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear the coolest, not the coolest chapter, but like world building, the coolest chapter of this yeah, whole yeah. book? I, and I'm making that sentence before I even finish this book. Fuck yeah, I'm saying it. Fuck okay. Yeah. So we started off with Christopher watching the sunrise, thinking about how he would trade his mother for a glass of milk, which is a, a wild assertion, but all right. But then suddenly this howling kicks up, and David and Jaleel and April bolt awake and ask... What is it? And he's like, I don't actually know. But it seems to be coming from somewhere in front of them, like this huge choir. And more and more voices keep joining. And as the sun reveals the world in front of them, they see the most bizarre landscape. It looks like somebody has scooped giant, perfect semicircles out of the earth and mounted them up in other places like weird ice cream. And these trees are insane. They're tall like palm trees, but with coniferous branches reaching out from the top section into the most varied and resplendent leaves. And there were some that were like sharp like a knife and some that were shaped like star points and there were fronds and plate-like leaves and they were green, but they were also blue and pink and mirrored, which is the coolest shit ever. And uh, sorry, I got too excited about the mirrored shit. I can't even focus anymore. Anyways. As the note went from a building hum to a harmonized sound, the sun finally rose above the horizon and that's when they realized that the singing was coming from the trees themselves and it was beautiful. And all of these children are amazed that this was Hetwan country because they're like, that's weird. They're bug guys. We expected like mounds and shit. And uh, that's when Jaleel was like, they look like bugs, but they're actually aliens. So like, we don't know anything. And then, they have to decide whether going forward into Hetwan territory or turn back to the fairies. And they begin to discuss turning back versus going forward. And they're like, well, Ka'anord really only eats gods and not people. And we're people. And the fairies would shoot us. So let's go forward. And that's what they do. And then April goes, hey, these trees, they've gone sharp. And they're like, what? And she's like, remember, choir nerd here, trees are sharp. And then they see in the distance. The top of the trees falling down into the woods and being wood chippered out, and then the wood chippers come into sight. That's that chapter.
2: So what I heard in all that is that these trees were not good at making choices.
0: No, because they weren't deciduous.
2: <laughs> I was trying to do something with conifers in conversation. I should have gone
1: carnivorous. It's yeah, oh, carnivorous is that what I always been think of with that carnivorous been,
2: yeah, That would have
1: been better. So, carnivorous is like like furs and shit, right? And, and yeah, deciduous yeah. The is like ones. good at choices Fluffy. Yeah, I
0: think they used deciduous and I just changed it to carni- Coniferous because I just can't I don't really know sure. that they
1: actually
2: I don't think the word deciduous came up anywhere in this book. I think yeah, I, I think made I think that up. Yeah. Deciduous um because as
0: soon as you said that i'm like oh it must have been deciduous in the book even though my notes say coniferous.
2: nope nope that was just me i would have believed you no matter what um you don't have to did you notice there was one point where they talked about how somebody had dug out a hole in the ground and then made a mound next to it and there was one point where they called it a scoop
0: I did I had yeah. I had scoop in my notes and I yeah. changed it because yeah. I was like mm, two and. although I think I have it later in my notes <laughs> yeah. quite honestly but I was like yeah and scoops. scoops and then I'm like stop trying to make scoops work scoops nope. is never I gonna do work refer
2: to my house as my scoop regularly
0: adorable mm-hmm. can you tape up a picture of a cinnamon butt on your wall
2: I absolutely can. Oh my god! I forgot that was a thing. I love <laughs> you.
1: <sighs> Fuck! I am I going to have X- to reread those. So I know. All right, another one. I want to know more about about the
0: the Babers. They looked like giant ants at first, but then they looked like giant beavers. They got fur and rat feet, and they were the size of ponies, which is terrifying. And Mm. a third of their body was just mouth because this is an Apple Grant book. Why? Why the mouth always so big? It don't matter. It's a manhole cover size mouth. Uh, They're also moving as if stuck on fast forward, and they plowed towards the kids who, to their credit, did immediately take off, running pell-mell into the woods. They are running back towards Fairyland because they're like, hey, I would like to be shot and not eaten by giant beaver creatures. It's a choice. You're allowed to make it. Uh, Anyways, they're not making any headway because these things are fast and they're gaining on them. And the first one to go is, is David who went screaming like the pit, which then Christopher's like the pitch. What are you from an old timey cartoon brother? Blah, blah. Didn't matter. He immediately gets like sucked into this whole like raging thing. Swarm tumbled back. He's dead. Christopher's running side by side with April now. And the swarm is surging forward and bowling her over. And as they're tumbling through this pack, he like turns and like just pummels her and like rolls around. And they end up getting under the rat feet and like, again, shoved back. And Christopher is finding himself like stepped on and trampled and just pummeled into this soft dirt, like buried under this shit. But then it passes and he digs himself out and he stands up calling for April, who is also covered in dirt and sawdust and digging herself out. And they are horrifyingly filthy from head to toe, except for their eyes, because I assume they wiped the dirt away to see, which, you know, it's weird that nobody in in these things ever has glasses or contacts. That's just a side thought I just had just now. I'm going to get back to the plot for a second. We can talk about this later. Everybody calm down. It's fine. Anyways, they're in one of these pits, and they try to climb it, but all the dirt is just, like, coming away because it's all loose now from these beaver things going through and just leaving this, like, top layer of soil that was not packed down at all. The thing that calls the Dust Bowl... Anyways, they're about 12 feet below the slip, and they can't get up over it. And David and Jaleel appear at the top looking down at them. And they're like, what's your problem? Just climb out of it. And they're like, oh, it must be the loose dirt. And Christopher and April do this amazingly sarcastic response where they're like, oh, Christopher, is it the loose dirt? Thank God these morons were here to tell us about the loose dirt because I didn't know that was the fucking problem. Loved this. Again, great moment here. Uh, And then something catches Christopher's eye. It's one of the trees. And he's like... Do you see this shit? It's growing on fast forward. It's growing out of the center of this pulverized stump and it's growing really fast. And then he has this moment where he's like, so April, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I bet you are. She was. They're just going to wait for the trees to grow and they're just going to go sit in the tree and let it grow them out of the problem. So they go and sit in these trees because they're growing like 30 inches an hour. So that when they're about six feet tall, they climb up there and they just fall asleep waiting for it to grow them out of the hole.
2: So, when you described the beaver creatures, it was an accurate description. Is that what they look like in my head Canon? No. they look like critters from the movies. They're from the movie Critters. The Critters series.
0: And if one hadn't seen these movies before,
2: <laughs> you'd have to Google they look like little hedgehogs little monster hedgehogs That
0: seems pretty accurate to like yeah. what they looked like.
1: Uh, No, they're much smaller. Oh, I hate them. I hate them. Oh, no.
0: I mean, nope.
2: Also, I need to to do this more often, where I just need to look at Alex at random times and be like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Just to (laughs) hear what Alex is thinking at any given moment and how buck wild it probably is.
0: Yeah, it's probably not going to be like a normal, even keel. No, thought.
2: it's it's probably going to frighten me. How often it is the same thing as me, and I'll be like, "Oh no <laughs> does Does this mean I'm off the rails most of the time too?"
0: Oh, no. My proudest moment of Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Was when I was like Tim stop telling me what your greatest anxiety about driving your car in the rain is. I want to tell you what it is. And then I was right.
2: The, the best one happened in that same horse girls episode. When, uh, uh, Steph was on the, the wonderfully super talented Steph Croniola. And, uh, she was talking about a test she got as a kid where it was just a black dot on the center of a page. And she's like, so you know what I did? And then Alex just immediately threw the correct answer. Or threw a black answer. hole? Yeah. <laughs> and it stunned her so much that somebody else had the same thought process.
0: It makes perfect sense. <laughs> I could have been in the gifted classes if I had given a single shit and not just tried to be the weird kid. <laughs> they just didn't care enough about what I wanted to care about. <laughs> One time, I had a teacher fail me on, we did a crossword, and color was one of the answers, and I was like, oh, there should be a U here. And oh, And she failed no. my entire crossword, what because the- she was like, you're mouthing off. I was like, bitch. All right, then. What? Wow. Wow. She was a bitch teacher. Fucking
1: intolerance of I hope she really listens British to this culture. podcast and
0: knows I'm fucking talking about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: I'm sure this 80-year-old woman has nothing better to do than listen to my Anwar's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
2: it's again, it's it's back to the friends thing. If I want to mock you relentlessly for putting use unnecessarily in words, it's all fun and games. The minute somebody else does it, I'll be like, hey, watch it. You <laughs> act <cool>. right.
0: <laughs> Get it together, <laughs> science teacher. Oh, no. Who does? This, I can't even remember her name, but some science teachers. Was this in yeah. Canada or in the U.S.? The U.S.
2: Of course it was in the U.S.
0: Yeah, That's in Canada true. there would have been room for a U. <laughs>
1: yeah. It <laughs> would have been like, you're absolutely right. I don't know why what we a, got this fucked up crossword. What a great
2: tagline for Canada. There's room for you. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun.
0: <laughs> That's so. That was. I didn't expect it would so be so wholesome, no. and then it was. <laughs> so sweet. Oh no! Oh I my love God. it. Shit.
2: I should get hired by the Canadian Tourism you Board. Should.
0: They probably would offer. They'd be like, "Great job, Larry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't work for us." Oh no!
0: You can immigrate. It's really not that hard to come here.
1: Got <laughs> <laughs> free healthcare, hey.
0: Yeah, we only got to live here six months and it's free health care. Holy shit. Okay, so David wakes up walking down a street in abnormally nice clothing. And he's like, ah, oh, geez, ah, oh, beans, I'm job hunting. Oh, no. <laughs> That's exactly word for word what he said.
2: Was it David uh, or was it Christopher? Christopher, Christopher, oh, okay. sorry.
0: Christopher, not David. Yeah. Because we're in Christopher's head. I guess at this point I was just wishing I was in David's head over Christopher's, <laughs> which will tell you how badly I wanted out. Um, yeah, Christopher's walking down the street. Anyways, it's September in the real world, which means a few months from now he's going to be needing gift money, and of course he had been fired from his last job after his third grandparent tragically died in the span of eight weeks. He wandered around looking for places that he might want to work and then dismissing them for various extremely stupid, sometimes racist reasons um, I think the stupidest where were Einstein bagels because you didn't have to be a genius to spread cream cheese. So name alone, dismiss that one. Uh, didn't want to go to a bookstore because that's where geeks and college kids with pierced eyebrows and bad hair worked, which felt like a personal attack, but all right. <laughs> really did. Uh, he, he said, just, I'm not even going to get into the fucking McDonald's and shit, it's so stupid. Um, yeah. But he did try at Papa John's. But they only wanted college kids driving delivery for them, which ruined Christopher's dreams of delivering pizza and therefore meeting hot trophy wives whose husbands got home late. A thing he thought would happen. Yeah. Uh, So he found a copy shop and he's like, okay, this could be fine. This could be a decent option. So he went in and filled out an application and then the manager, Mr. Trent, appeared, which... Correct me if I'm wrong. Victor Trent, was that not Visor 3's cover name in oh Animal? Oh my Wars? god, I didn't even put that Dude, together. Dude, what the yeah. fuck?
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Oh no. Right? <laughs> they they did the thing. They did the
2: thing. This Why has me? deeper repercussions.
0: Oh, yeah. I hate... <clears throat> it... But, like, yeah
1: yo (laughs) oh no oh my god Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay uh okay we we will come back to this i swear i promise okay so that manager came to see him and immediately starts interrogating him about his last name which is hitchcock and he says what is that short for have you ever americanized it have you ever changed it from something else christopher's like what what is this line of questions that you're trying to ask me But he gets it when the guy says, well, you know, we're like all American here, but some of us are more Americans than others, if you know what I mean. And Christopher's like, oh, no. So when Mr. Trent is satisfied that Christopher is the right kind of American, he tells him to start Saturday morning at 10 and he doesn't accept tardiness. And Christopher, slightly stunned, is like, do you not even want to see my references? And that is when he is pulled awake by Jaleel's voice and he is high enough now that he can get out of this tree so Julio's trying to like wake him up and he's asking if he's in a coma or whatever and so he dumps down they're out of this depression in the ground but as he does so he feels embarrassed for some reason I imagine the blatant fucking racism but okay yeah yo <laughs> yo yo I'm uncomfortable <laughs> i Hate this. Uh, and this isn't even my least favorite chapter in the book. It doesn't
1: feel good and I don't like it. No. I don't feel good. No. I feel bad.
0: Oh, God. But yeah, uh, Mr. Trent. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I. That. Th- mm. Shit. Okay. So, obviously. Okay, so this is this is a bad person. I I don't think I'm spoiling anything there. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm I'm spoiling, but I did not put that together, the name piece because I feel like this person is going to be a large part of a larger part of the story.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And so now I'm wondering if Michael Grant. Had a teacher or something named Mr. Trent and just hated that guy because he, he names all these evil, evil
0: characters. Casey, write that question down for the next interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I could also write it down. No, I just I'm want to say that I'm I got out my loud. notebook right here. I'm ready to go.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Against people named <laughs> Trent. <laughs>
0: Who is Mr. Trent? Why do we hate him? Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's gonna end up being like, yeah, I went to school with this kid named Trent. Yeah,
0: Strain like Braxton. <laughs> oh my god!
1: Does like the Strand Braxton that name just like instill a visceral reaction in you? Yes. Because yes. yeah, yeah.
0: It's like it feels like gagging when you say it. It's like
2: i it, the name itself is uppity, like <laughs> yes. it doesn't even need a person attached to it, just like, ugh, you know, as soon as you hear it, you're like mm.
0: it's got a bad mouth feel,
2: <laughs> like like coo hatch, <laughs>
0: like coo hatch coo hatch feels very bad in the mouth for sure, yeah. Uh, don't was... want that. Don't want that sound bit clipped. Not ever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I need. I need to know if these are anagrams or something. Is... Because they just have the feel of it.
1: I got. I got my. I got my little. <laughs> oh my god! You do. That's you can't. So compare. We've talked about this. You know, Conor is only two letters away from Ragnarok. Like you know. Yeah. We've... Yeah. It's
2: it's actually an anagram for Hetchku. I'll be like, well, that was disappointing.
1: Catch who? Catch catch a hoe. Catch a hoe. Can't
0: trust a hoe. It's a 303 song. (laughs) Touch (laughs) me, whoa. Touch me, whoa. Because April's a vegetarian and she ain't fucking scared of him. him. Fucking knew it. Yes, We
1: we did it we did solve the puzzle.
0: One, I think these books came out before that song came out. Oh shit. It's
2: no, fine. Technicalities. How how mind blown would you be if you said all that and Michael Grant was like, "Wow, oh, somebody got it."
1: I would
0: I would have to hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe not. When did that song... Fucking A, let's Google it. Come on. We sure
2: do. Like, I think it says a lot about our perceptions of reading this book that we always go to blaming Michael Grant for all the pieces of it. Yeah. We never blame Catherine for anything that happens in these books.
0: I think it's it's no longer because I think that it is only Michael Grant's fault. It's just because I have decided that Catherine is a beautiful baby angel, and I will never, she would blame never her. do this to us. She would never do this to me. But Michael Grant, I think, for a laugh, would do a lot of terrible things.
1: <laughs> what were we talking about in the Discord the other day, where someone was like, "Oh, that was absolutely Michael Grant's fault," or something like that. I don't know. It oh, somebody, it was like a meme. Somebody sent in a letter asking a question about animorphs. Like, how? Oh, like how did the Yerks swim around in, in their Yerk pool? And some, one of the authors responded like they do a backstroke. <laughs> and they got really mad yeah. about it.
0: <laughs> I have terrible news. <gasps> the timelines do not line up at all. Fuck. Uh, don't Trust Me by 303 was released on June 1st of 2008, and mm. Fear the Fantastic, the book we're reading, was released in 2000.
1: Have we ruled out time travel? No. No. Okay.
2: All you have to do is fly backwards around the <laughs> Earth
1: at great speeds.
2: Alex's face right now. I know. <laughs> I know that I've done good when I get that, that level of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My favorite thing that Tim's done recently is use things that Scott does to annoy me, and then <laughs> Tim does it to annoy me via Scott. <laughs>
2: <sighs> the, the, the Chinese Dance Horse Circus. That's what it was. There's
0: no horses in Shenyu, okay? There's nothing. <laughs> what? <laughs> One I don't time, even know
2: where that originated,
0: because we were all driving. Scott, Tim, and I were driving in the car, and there was a billboard for Shen Yun. And Scott goes, "Look, it's the dancing horses," and I'm like, "No, it's fucking not." He goes, "Yes, it's the Chinese horses," and I was like, "No, it's fucking not." I was
2: about to say she she argued this aggressively, and I feel like that's when we knew. That's when we knew we had to keep driving this one home.
1: Oh, no. But it's not
0: true. And we've proven it over and over that there are no horses in this production.
2: Somehow she feels like proving that there are no horses will stop us.
1: (laughs) Spoiler, it won't. Oh, no. There's no dancing. Oh no!
0: (sighs) More book. Stressful time. More book. Okay, 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 okay. Well, Crisper had been napping in the tree. David and Jaleel had scouted some and found that there was people moving their way—a big caravan of people—and they are escorted by the Hetwan. And they're like, we don't want to meet them. And that's probably pretty smart for Everworld, so they head in the opposite direction, and as long as they kept moving, they should be able to stay ahead of them, because it was a very slow-moving caravan. So as they're traveling, April starts to sing, as she often does, and Christopher recognized it as something from Rent, the play that the school was putting on. So he did a 20-minute stint about how much he fucking hates Rent, and says several terrible things, because he's a terrible person. And then he complains about it out loud, because he is who he is, and... April's like, well, what should I sing? And then before he can say anything, she's like, "Uh, not TV theme songs, which is exactly what Christopher was about to say. But he couldn't let that slide. So instead he goes, well, do you know any blink? And April's like, that's not even walking music. You need a band for that. And Christopher goes, you're just saying that because women can't sing punk. They can only sing whiny music complaining about men being disappointments, which was a thing he said specifically to annoy April. But then April goes, the only thing that's hard to believe is that many women have met you, Christopher. And then he laughed at that. I was like, nice. April's great. Um, so then she, I guess decides she can sing a TV show theme song. So she starts singing the friends theme song, as long as Christopher does the clapping bit and he does. And then April starts the next verse and then the clapping bit happens, but not from Christopher. The trees learned how to mimic people and the trees are clapping now. And as they continue to walk, the trees continue to sing the friend's theme song, which is buck wild. Then there's like some woodwind instruments in the distance and they like think they're headed towards them, which I'm immediately like, I think the trees are mimicking them. I don't know why you're doing this, but they didn't have that thought. It's fine. Um, and, and, at one point, David turns around, and this look flashes across his face, and Christopher's like, oh no, I don't want to see what's behind me. So he turns around, he's like, yep, didn't want to see what was behind me. It was for Hetwan."
1: You can sing blink at any time, and it is acceptable. Yes. yes. That's the yes. only defense I will make.
0: Doorway
2: through
0: <I>, time. <laughs> Mommy, you're already...
1: Sorry. Go, the
2: idea of trees singing the Friends theme song, I'd be like, that's unsettling. But for some reason, the idea of the trees just doing the clapping part makes me so unreasonably happy. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is. but the I think idea it's that
0: trees could make clapping noises now. Yeah. Branches hit good.
2: <laughs> Branches hit good. <laughs> <laughs> Branches
0: hit good. Friends clap theme song.
2: I don't know that That would make me that would bring me joy I would be like I love this place where the trees clap I'd it's, be doing the deep in the heart and, of Texas
0: yeah it's <laughs> like an old
1: timey novel or something but no you got it deep in the heart of Texas um, but I think this is uh, the thing that hit me about this was like this is another example of them bringing their world influence into Everworld and like yes. how is this going to play out
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, like imagining the environmental impact of introducing the Friends theme song into the environment at large is like, that's not something you really think about, except for like lyrebirds. And then people oh. are like, that's just so sad because the lyrebirds are imitating chainsaws to attract mates and things and construction noises. But this is a whole forest of that.
2: Yeah. It would be like in like 10,000 years. The lyrics of the friend's theme song would be used for like poetry Mm -hmm. or or the like.
0: Oh my god, I'm imagining like a prophet walking into the woods, like, I went and spoke to the trees, and they told me that no one knew that life was gonna be this way. (laughs) I've brought back the wisdom of the trees. Actually, this a is a joke you're broke your love life is DOA
2: this is what I need I need the little one man performance of Alex just <laughs> dramatically reading the friends theme song
0: my favorite part of that is I will at a moment walk around the room just doing slow <laughs> <laughs> slow
2: clappings
0: above the people as part of my performance <laughs>
1: Please do this.
0: Why did you ask me what I thought, Tim? This is what it's like at all times. You don't ask me what I'm thinking.
1: Because he'll be there for you.
2: He'll be. I'm trying to think of like the props. We'll just have you in like robes. Yes. And like walking in like a priest. What are the little smoke balls? The little incense burning things? Oh, Oh, not the ninja smoke
0: bombs. Okay, (laughs)
1: gotcha.
0: I was like, I don't know how this is going to factor in, but I can't wait. That's
2: how you leave at the end of it. You're like, Batman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This really hasn't been my day, my month, (laughs) or (laughs) even my year.
2: I would pay good, good money. Just watch this.
1: Well, shit.
2: And then we could have like other people we know do other shows. Oh. We could have somebody do the Frasier theme song.
0: What's the Frasier theme? Oh, that's the green eggs and salad and moldy <laughs> ham <or> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was close. There's a lot of
1: food. <laughs>
2: Salad the and things. green eggs and ham.
1: <laughs> <laughs> call it again. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I've
0: watched TV, I swear. <laughs> Once.
1: <laughs> oh, no. It was it's just... It's
2: even better when you get close. Like, that's the... <laughs> yep, it's the green eggs at Moldingham. That's what it is.
0: Yeah, but you knew what I meant, right? no!
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The,
2: the ultimate defense for I know I was wrong is, you, you knew what I meant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah no I'm listen I'm I'm not saying I was right that was really wrong <laughs> all of that very far from what the actual theme song is but I conceptually I know which one it is now it's a smooth jazz one with the foods
1: <laughs> oh no wonderful my favorite thing it's terrible <sighs> so then what happened. All right.
0: So then what happens is the one are like, come with us, trespassers. And the kids are like, hey, man, we didn't know where your property line was. Let us go. We we were just leaving. And then for a second, they're like, it kind of seems like it's going to work. But then the one are like, nope. And they snap their weird plastic spear things onto their mouth parts. And they start spitting acid between David's leg. Giant loogie acids. It's wild. It burns the dirt. And then David drew his sword because he is who he is as a person. <laughs> you okay, Tim? Are you okay?
2: Can you just say that sentence again? Because it sounded so Jenna when you said it.
0: Burn the dirt.
1: Yeah. It burned the dirt. He burned, he burned dirt. the dirt. Damn, I was on mute, but I said it. <laughs>
0: Burn burned the dirt. He burned the dirt. burned the
2: dirt. Also, uh, hold on. Before you go any further, when they snap these things on. Mm-hmm. Like can they spit acid and these mm-hmm. things just help them direct where the acid goes? Or do these things? It's a straw. You, I th- figured it was, was
0: like uh it was like an aiming aiming <laughs> so apparatus. It was, like a, it was a
2: straw. It was, the yeah, a, straw. Straw. It was a straw. Yeah, okay. they're spitballing. Okay. Uh.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Burn the dirt. <laughs> Burn the dirt. It's like she's here. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so,
0: anyways, David drew a sword because of who he is as a person, and the Hetwan spit at that too, and it burns a circle in the steel. It even leaves a little tiny notch. And uh, Christopher's like, Well, if it burns dirt and it burns steel, then it definitely burns human faces. And he's like, I surrender. And this forces everybody to surrender. And so they trudge along behind the Hetwan for a ways. But then they're like, Hey, man, these trees, these trees are whining. And April's like, Ah, yes. The song of the wood chipper, and they're like speaking in super calm voices because uh, they've decided that like panicking is what sets the Hetwan off. Like, they think everything is fine no matter what the words they say are, as long as they say it chill. And so, they're like, Okay, great, super chill, super easy, super zen. When the wood chippers get here and they overrun us, we run into the woods, and they're like, Great plan, literally right in front of the Hetwan. So as the tree screamer gets louder, but as it begins to reach the crescendo, the hetwans start to do a whistle flute song back to it. And they begin so high-pitched, it can't even be picked up by the human ear, and then it comes down into low human vocal range. They referenced a famous singer, I Didn't Bother. Okay, good. No one else bothered too. thank God. The trees around them go quiet. It seems like the herd moves off. But David still takes the opportunity because they're busy with their weird-like flute song now. So he slashes behind him, beheads the Hetwan that are behind them. The two in front turn to look at what he's done and he slashes upward and cuts one in twain and then he gives the final Hetwan the opportunity to surrender or be killed. And the Hetwan goes, I serve ka My death is irrelevant. So David stabs him and kills him. And everybody's like, geez, David, did you have to kill him? Like, legit, everybody just gets super fucking creeped out. And he's wiping his sword on the grass. And they're all like, God, they were living creatures, David. Why did you kill them? And I'm like, what the fuck?
1: Ew, David. Ew, David.
2: I don't... This is a creature that will spit dirt burning. I, that was a dirt hard... Burn. I wanted to be like, burnt burning.
1: Burter. Burter. Um, Burter. Uh, dirt burning. Dirt burning.
2: Dirt Dirt burning saliva at you like i don't you don't have right. any choice it is a a lethal super soaker like it, it, it you don't have any choice
0: we have all seen jurassic park by the year 2000 <laughs> we all know what happens when the dilophosaurus gets you uh-huh We, you know all, we, we all just did neck no, flares. Yep, we did. Do you know that there's no evidence that Dilophosaurus had that at all, and that that was a Steven Spielberg edition because he wanted there to be a real monster?
2: I think I I read that actually not long after the movie came out was that it wasn't it was Hell yeah. added. Yeah. Damn it,
0: it's Steven! Added. Damn it, Steve! <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't understand why everybody was creeped. Like, No, I okay. don't either. I, I am a sucker, as we all know, for the introduction of the conversation of, like, life preservation and death and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And when we add that morality into Animorphs, I eat it up. I fucking love it. This was out of fucking nowhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, it's like I said, the entity has already said, I have no interest in whatever you have to say, and I am a literal murder weapon. Yep. Like, I don't it didn't seem like there was much gray area in this one, you know
1: and he's killed stuff before I'm pretty yeah. sure
0: and after and no one gives a shit
1: right like i'm pretty i don't remember what exactly david has killed with the sword before, but I'm pretty sure he'd done it a few times
0: yeah 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 like yeah. trolls and stuff yeah
1: because he
0: cut off the troll or like stabbed the troll in loki's yeah I mean,
2: yeah he's 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 definitely Done mm-hmm. murders, yeah,
0: it, yeah. Yeah, I don't
2: know. I, I don't mean, know why that
1: one was so different. I don't know.
0: I guess because it was like not in the heat of battle and it was like a it was, but like, like it, but it absolutely mercy. was, yeah.
1: Like this,
2: this <sighs> thing. David's mur- Did
0: you say David's kindness? No, <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it, it absolutely wasn't battle to me because, yeah, you know, like, they were
0: actively being taken prisoner, yeah,
2: yeah. but they weren't. Like that was, well, I mean, they were, the Hetwan were not going to be, is what I'm saying. The Hetwan were not going to, you know, they're going to do whatever they can to end you. Mm -hmm. They weren't going to surrender.
0: They were not.
1: Surrender. Surrender.
0: All right. We're starting to get to the fun parts. Do you guys want me to keep going? Yeah. Okay. As darkness fell, the group marched onwards. The mirrored leaves reflected the light of the caravans through the entire forest, which is so cool. I'm in love with these mirrored leaves. This is the coolest thing in the world to me. I will never shut up about them. They're amazing. Uh, And there were arguments about, like, do we follow these people? Do we avoid them? Do we just, like, give up and lay down and try to sleep in the darkness? And most of them want to sleep, so Christopher decides to make a joke out of it. And he tells Jaleel he's outvoted three to one, but because they were all white, It was a racial thing now. And Jaleel's like, what the fuck, dude? And then he's like, why don't you just go to the caravan people and see if they have any white sheets laying around there, buddy? And this turns into a fucking fist fight. Because, I mean, as a... Okay, sorry. I went too fast. Christopher is being a racist, anti-Semitic, and honorable mention of sexism motherfucker. Christopher sits down to pout because of his own fucking actions and being a dickwad And he demands water from Jaleel. And when Jaleel goes to hand over the fucking water bottle, he accidentally steps on Christopher's hand. So Christopher gets upset, tries to smack Jaleel, makes contact. So Jaleel hits back. They end up in a fight where they're trying to punch each other out until David pulls Christopher away. And then Jaleel goes and lands one last punch across Christopher's cheek that has him seeing stars. And Christopher feels immediately stupid because... They just gave away their entire position, getting into this stupid fucking fight and screaming at each other. And so then this light starts descending upon them. They're like, great, of course, we gave up our thing. We're so stupid, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't what they expected. It was a literal angel, all light and curly blonde hair and beautiful with an incredible voice. And Christopher was immediately attracted to them. And it didn't even occur until they got closer that it was a man. And this angel introduced himself as Ganymede, and he invited them to join in his revels. That's that chapter. Christopher yeah, more,
1: sucks. Christopher yeah, more, sucks.
2: more Christopher shittiness.
0: More Christopher shittiness. <sighs> for sure. But you know what? It doesn't end here. I'm just going to go ahead and yeah. tumble on into the next chapter. Do it. Which I will start exactly as I wrote it in my notes. Hi. I, Alex, of this podcast, hate this chapter. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So I'm going to try to make it brief. This party is following Ganymede through the forest. They have no choice because the Hetwan are also there. They appeared in the darkness. And then Ganymede was like, hey, the only reason they didn't cut you down where you stood was because Dionysus talked them into letting you eat, drink, and be merry before tomorrow. And April ends it, because tomorrow we die, which is the ending of this very common phrase. And, uh, nope, Dionysus is where they're going. Uh, Ganymede was like, how did you know that? She's like, you can thank me for that later. Doesn't matter. Uh, they start getting the whole history of, like, hey, I'm the Olympic torchbearer, lover of Zeus, and Zeus saw me, thought I was so beautiful, he turned me into, like, a minor god. And they're all like, oh, Zeus, like, Hercules' dad? And, like, this pisses off Ganymede, and he's like, here's a brief history lesson of the gods. And Zeus is like, you know, he has more children than just Hercules. Did you know that? Blah, blah, blah. This whole thing, kind of cool. This devolves into Christopher looking at Ganymede and arguing in his own head about how he is not gay, how David was gay, how Jalil was gay, how he's a real man, all of this absolutely homophobic bullshit, which April then calls him on. And so for just a brief second, I know what you're thinking, April, you're here to fucking save this weird homophobic conversation. You'd think that, right? But then April starts flexing that she only believes in sex within a marriage. That's that chapter. They get to the party. That's where it ends.
1: Fucking wild shit. What the fuck? Ugh, this was a painful, painful chapter.
0: This was so painful.
1: Ugh. Christopher sucks.
0: He's goddamn orbs. They they all kind of suck in that chapter. Yeah,
2: they yeah, all kind of suck. They were all yeah. Christopher. All Christopher definitely drives it for me.
0: Yeah. Because even in his own head, there was such toxic bullshit yeah. that he was spewing. And it's like, really? That's what, you, like, really you think that? Throw him in the trash. I, I really hoped he was going to be like, hey, maybe I'm bi. Let's explore that. <sighs> for the entirety of this chapter, instead of whatever else happens. Physical pain. Anyway. What happens next? <sighs> okay, so pretty quickly, Ganymede is out of everybody's minds because they look around and this party is just full of beautiful people riding on giant platform carriages pulled by magnificent horses and they are all drunk out of their fucking minds. They're like all woo girls, just caravans of woo girls. And uh, there's some that are dancing to this horrible screeching music that only drunk people would make and enjoy. And there's delicious-looking food everywhere and tons of it, and they're having a great time. Mostly, though, there's wine. There's just lots and lots of wine. Uh, There's nymphs, there's satyrs, there's mortals, there's gods, all commingling. And finally, Christopher lands eyes on the guy at the center of it all, an older, balding man whose hair has gone white at the sides. But his nose was bright red, which showed a lifetime of alcohol use. And Ganymede goes, Yep, that's Dionysus, the god of altered mental states, more well-known for wine specifically. And uh, they're like, also, though, he's not in charge here. Whatever. It's fine. They watched as this drunk woman flipped off the edge of the platform and Dionysus was like just still laughing, still giggling as this woman splatted to the ground in a drunken heap and they cringed as they heard the sound of her body hit the dirt. And then the Het surrounded her, brought her back up and she was fine. And they just keep everybody moving. And like, they're all like, how did she not fucking die? And then they notice the giant chain on Dionysus's neck. And they're like, huh. So he really isn't a charge here. And Ganymede confirms, yep, we're all headed to the city of Kha'nor. So eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die.
2: I don't think I put together... I, When that lady fell off the float, I don't think I put mm-hmm. together why she wasn't hurt. I think I just I thought did not. that Dionysus...
0: Oh fix right. her.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which she did. You weren't wrong. Yeah. You just weren't right in the way you expected.
2: It's a nice nice way of saying you were kind of wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was it wrong about the piece in my pocket though? <laughs> <laughs> oh no.
2: Birds of dirt. Bird d- Birds <laughs> of dirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I still, this is nothing, but I still haven't listened to the episode of Late Stars where you said I mimicked Jenna and I did it good, and I'm terrified oh. to know what I said. You just,
2: you oh, just, that came out.
0: Yeah, that was. I know. Yeah. I yeah. haven't listened to it yet. I know,
2: it, you know what it was? It was no. you did the uh, shocked Tim voice. Yeah. Damn, Where she says my damn. name, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that one, and, and it was like it's like she's in the room,
0: yeah, <laughs> yes, nailed it, so good, hell yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't do the burn the <laughs> dirt, <Burn-a-dirt>. burn the dirt.
2: <laughs> she's probably doing that along if she's listening to this.
0: She's not. <laughs> yeah, but
2: there's there's a a. I believe that she would absolutely be sitting there listening to this on headphones or whatever just saying, burn to dirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right along <Absolutely>. with <laughs> delicious, absolutely For sure. <sighs> Aren't you guys ready for some mad parties? Party! Party time. Party, 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 party. Okay, so the Hatwan put them up on Dionysus' platform and Christopher's like, hey, if death is upon us I'm gonna have a good fucking time. Just like the last time. <laughs> That they went to a place where they're like, you're gonna die tomorrow, enjoy the food and the women and all that shit. My man is nothing if not consistent. That's uh, true. S- yeah. <laughs> so uh, this woman jumps on him and starts to try and make out with him, and David pulls her off and pushes her aside. He's like, get, get the hell out of here. And Christopher's protesting this, like, hey man. I wanna, uh. And David grabs him by the collar, and Christopher like pushes him off, but it doesn't stop David from being like, hey man. Cut it the fuck out. No one likes your racist bullshit. No one likes your shitty jokes. No one likes your stupid comments. No one likes your anti-Semitism. No one likes your fucking homophobia. Like, he didn't say that one. I'm adding it in. I don't like it. I don't like it, Christopher. And I should have a say in this too. So anyways, Christopher's like, I don't want to listen to any of your bullshit. So he grabs a cup directly from Ganymede and he starts drinking. And while the rest of everybody tries to figure out what the fuck to do and they start, like, trying to come up with, like, a plan of how to escape... Christopher gets drunk as shit, like, instantly. Like, he's like, oh, God, this would be like me slamming a six-pack. And I am already feeling it. And everybody's faces start going funny and blurry. And the women around him, he tries to look at one, but he can't see her. And then he realizes, like, oh, no, I really can't see her. And that's when he looks around. And the only people there are Dionysus, Ganymede, and his friend. Well, friends, you know, Juliel, David, April, whatever you want to call them acquaintances and uh Dionysus is laughing and laughing and like still like doing his jokes and like trying to like keep up appearances but Ganymede is just staring at him the whole time and he can even see his own like companions getting assaulted by people like Jaleel's like making out with some lady who's not even there Christopher's trying to push somebody off April's trying to push somebody off but Ganymede is staring at him so intently that he's uncomfortable and then he hears not with his ears, but with every fiber of his being. Save me. And it's Ganymede begging him to save them. That's that cool chapter. This is when I started to get back
1: on board with yeah. this shit. Magic booze. Magic booze. Truth with the booze. It is truth booze. Oh, my
0: God. Can you imagine if there was a drink that instead of alcohol showed you the truth Showed you the truth. Not you had to tell the truth. This isn't some Harry Potter bullshit. Showed you the truth. Would you drink that in a room with your friends? <laughs> I don't know.
2: <gasps> oh, See, no. okay. I, I, think I, I think I misunderstood your comment at first. Because <laughs> I realize now that you're saying that it would show you what your friends truly thought of you. And what I had thought was that it would show you universal truths.
0: See, I don't think that it necessarily would show you what your friends thought of you. I think it would just show you the truth of the situation. But I don't know what that means exactly. It would depend on the context I know of drinking.
2: Exactly what it would mean. It would, like, as soon as I drank it, I would look down and there would be a breakfast sandwich in front of me. And I would be like, so this is the truth, is that life is about eating breakfast sandwiches. Aww. that's
1: You're so wholesome today, Kim. <laughs>
2: but I should just go enjoy a breakfast sandwich.
0: I thought nothing would change. Oh. Like, I would just, because in my mind, it's immediately, I'm looking right at Casey, It would be drinking in her basement, all of us there. Uh-huh. That was the exact situation <laughs> yeah, I pictured. We yeah. too. Nothing <laughs> would change. Mm-hmm.
2: I thought that the the universe would clear away, except for a table and a tiny breakfast sandwich. No, not tiny, but like,
0: that's your truth.
2: That's my truth. I get truth. that. Breakfast sandwiches.
1: Yeah. Oh, See, I thought it was like zone of truth, but in a potion format. Oh. So like when you drank it, you'd like be able to. I mean, not that zone of truth, you can read minds, but like you could.
0: You can ask the question and yeah. they either can't uh-huh. answer, which is telling, or they have to tell the truth. Mm-hmm.
1: High that would be cool. What que- yeah, what question would you ask? For friends? Yeah. I don't know.
2: It would be, you know I would waste it, right? Like, I would be the guy, like, we would drink it and be like, now everybody has to answer one question honestly. And I would immediately be like, who would win in a fight? And, like, just name two comic book characters and everybody would be like, god damn it, Tim. <laughs>
0: First of all, I think zone of truth lasts for a length of time, yeah. so you'd probably have more than one question.
2: Same result. Same, don't be me yelling. We would just be there be like,
0: like, like an hour, hour later. Yeah, but no, hang on, one more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't. I really, I don't like prying into people's deals, like to their face. Like, I'll you know. I'm not gonna. Sometimes I, I try to get in people's heads and be like, okay, why is this person doing this? Like maybe they feel blah blah blah, which is not a good habit to be in. But like, I'm not necessarily gonna go like, like tell me how you feel. So I don't know if that would change if I did like a potion situation. I wait for the information to be offered to me, sort of. I don't know. No, I would ask dumb questions like, like, would you
2: rather fight one forty foot chicken? Or 41-foot chickens.
1: <laughs> go big or go home, right? Yeah.
0: I would tell you the truth on that without the potions. Yeah.
1: It would be the 40
2: chickens, right?
0: Yeah, but they I'd take them with me for sure. <laughs> Look at all
1: those chickens. <laughs> just,
2: Alex oh, is the Pied Piper of chickens just playing her little flute. Aww. Yeah. Chickens A are following chicken her. Thing. Oh.
1: Chickens. Do chickens respond to music like cows do?
0: I don't think as um, intensely like they don't all gather to see a playing, but mm-hmm. they do appreciate it and listen to it. And it is good Aww. chicken husbandry to play either talk radio or music in the coop when they are stuck in there.
2: And they will do the clap for the Friends theme song.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do do the clap for the Friends theme song. <laughs> I know no one asked, but I would ask you all for your banking account information and ask okay. you the exact denomination of money that <laughs> I can take without you being not my friend anymore.
2: <laughs> how many loonies can I have?
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't take it right away. I'd sit on that for a while.
1: <laughs> You're ready to borrow money. You just you
2: have it. You don't I have it, it, and I know exactly you know how I much hate. I can take. I know 100 that Alex would do this but not maliciously just in the spirit of continuing the bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One day you go to your bank account and you're like, God damn it the exact amount of money that Alex could take without me not being her friend anymore
1: <laughs> And then all you'd have to do is put a note in the calendar that you need <laughs> a certain amount of money. <laughs> should give it to you. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my face hurts.
0: <laughs> I'm committed to the calendar. Like, I'm really committed to the calendar.
2: It's all of it, Alex. You all your have money? All of my money, and we would still be friends.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, see, I couldn't take all your money, though. Then I'd take like $69. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> and I'd still give it back. It's
2: just like the laughs. It should be like doing your little gremlin like hee 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 hee. Okay, here you go. That was it.
0: <laughs> it's literally just enough to bring me joy and then it's over. <laughs> That's all I really wanted from this situation. Well, shit. Should I go to the next chapter? Yeah. Okay. So Christopher comes to stone cold sober, and the party swells back around him all at once and overwhelms him. Uh, But he knows what he has to do. He plays drunk. He dances and giggles his way over to David, who, lo and behold, takes some convincing that Christopher isn't lying. So surprising considering his behavior minutes ago. But it was finally him going like, look at me, I'm stone cold sober, which I don't know why I said it like it was stone cold wrestler, but here we are. <laughs> uh, and David's eventually like, yeah, you are. All right, I'll believe you. And so he's like, okay, you go to Dionysus, you figure some shit out over there. I'm going to go get Jaleel in April, We'll figure this out. So Christopher like crowd surfs his way over, which is no easy feat because his party is absolutely bonkers. And he does manage to stumble into Dionysus's lap and lay giggling there before going like, so what can you do to help us? Dionysus is like, I make cool party illusions and make wine. And he's like, Okay, great. So like, can you do the 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 lightning thing? Can you do the can you do the thing? And he's like, nope. And Christopher's <laughs> like, you're fucking useless, bro. You're fucking useless. But but then they start talking about the Hetwan, and this is where shit pops off. The Hetwan think all this party stuff is real, thinks all these people are real. Can't tell that anything is wrong. And generally the Hetwan are like weird priest guys that don't drink and don't do anything fun at all. But when Ganymede has been captured had to been captured six days earlier, he had seen some sort of mating ritual happen, where apparently the Hetwan were like rabid beasts when this happened. and uh, they're like, okay, okay, we can definitely do something with this." And Dionysus is like, "Hey, when we're doing this, if you help me escape, I'll grant you immortality and I will lead you to Olympus and Zeus will be so pumped because we're besties. And Christopher was like, I thought Ganymedes was his bestie and lover. And Dionysus was like, no, dude, we're the closest ever. And Christopher's like, if you say so. David then tries to party over to them, but it's clear he is terrible at acting like he's drunk. So now the loose plan is they're going to make a distraction with the female Hetwan. And then they're going to figure out how to cut Dionysus out of the chains. And I will immediately admit I, this is the end of the chapter, I started reading into the next chapter because I thought, f- dear God, if they forget about the kuhatch steel and this is another fucking sword hand situation, I'm going to lose my goddamn shit. They don't forget about it. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> but I was very frustrated for a second when I thought they forgot about it.
2: I would just, if I had a kuhatch knife, the dumb garbage that I would do... <laughs> Like, it would just be, like, escalating every day. Just be like, I'd just walk past a fence. You know, like a public fence or something. Not one, like, I'm not trying to, like... A private fence? Not trying to get in anybody's house or anything. But I would just find, (laughs) like, like, a fence. And I would, like, like one of those chain link fence and I'd cut it. And I'd be like, okay, that worked. And then I'd go to, like, (laughs) the next thing. And eventually I'd just be, like, cutting tanks open. You know, just... I'd go to junkyards and cut cars.
1: Just tiny acts of vandalism. Yeah. With no real consequence. Just just to see what I could cut. I love that for you.
2: Cut buildings.
0: In a single bound.
1: (laughs) You could cut into the center of the earth itself.
0: Yeah. If you dove down, do you think you could comedically dive through the center of the earth?
2: Okay, so I have seen King Kong versus Godzilla. So I know what happens when you with jump. Jack Black? No, no, it's Vanilla okay. oh, One. Oh, I forgot he was in that. I know what happens when you try to jump. Like, my entire life, I assumed that if you had a blade that could cut this, you could jump through to the other end of the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I now know that that's not true. You get to the center. And, and the then you kind of go up a few feet, and now you're moving upwards, so gravity's working against you. So then you shoot back, and then you just kind of rubber band there.
0: Comedically. Comedically. While well, the molten core of the earth destroys your body. Yeah. No,
2: no, we learned that there's a whole, like, utopia in there. Oh, right, there. from the Jules Verne
1: book.
0: That's um, the one of the dinosaurs down there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. That's where they yeah. went. It's a, when, very the, when the When the meteors came. They all yeah. dumped down into a little hole into the center to live. Of course. <laughs> when when uh, the Meachers came. <laughs> when Adam Driver tried to kill a dancers. <laughs> the distant future. <laughs> I think
0: all of us explaining the movie sixty-five is a train wreck.
2: Uh, oh, it's yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad enough when one of us tries to do it when we all dive into it. <laughs> It's a mess. Yep. It does God. make me happy to hear other people say Meachers. <laughs> it's so good. Meachers. That's going to be like my my code word. Like, like if it, you're kidnapped and I yeah, need to if know I've, if it's I've, really Tim. yeah Or if somebody tries to pick me up and they're going to be like, hey, Alex sent me. I'll be like, what's the code word? And if they don't, <laughs> if they don't immediately say Meachers, I'll be like... <laughs> immediately run away yep
0: perfect the best place to establish a private code word is on a podcast that we're gonna
1: <laughs> it's impossible to impersonate you'll never know
0: <laughs> so like
2: I really need to worry about Jeff is what you're saying
0: <laughs> Jeff is gonna get you. Yeah, Jeff is. Dan you are fucked <laughs> God forbid you have a pickle. Pickle boy's coming at (laughs) you. Oh, God. All right. You guys ready for this escape plan? Escaps. Escape. So, April's at the front, ready to cut the horses free from the platform. David's in the middle with his sword, ready to run interference. Jaleel and Christopher are on either side of Dionysus, ready to help him up because he is drunk as shit. David gives the signal, and Christopher goes, Now! And Dionysus replies, one more, one more drink. And Christopher's like, no, now. So Julio cuts through the chains as if it were nothing more than string cheese, which I wrote word for word, the description that they gave me in the book (laughs) because it was written for me. Thank you, Michael Grant. I appreciate you. As they begin to help Dionysus up, these horrible plastic bags of guts with long gossamer dragonfly wings and hetwan eyes and mouth parts stream out of the forest The hetwan turn and are all over them. April gets the horses free, leads them over. David's just standing around waiting because their diversion is working just so well and Christopher's like, oh shit, this might be easy. However, it was not. They try their best to haul the 300-pound drunk god onto the back of a horse that did not want to carry him. And uh, some of the hetwan, after they tear apart one of the females and Christopher has to watch it with his human eyes, something he really didn't want to see, realize that something's weird here and that's when Ganymede was like hey you know that like almost immediately after they do whatever this mating ritual is where they tear the females up there's usually like a ring of babies that start appearing around them and they're like oh no so a few Het Ones start paying attention to them and David starts cutting them down the fight drew more attention so the Het One begin to come over and David takes an acid ball to the arm and cries out as it burns through his frickin' arm. Finally, they get Dionysus on the horse, and this poor horse is just burdened. He is he is not having a good time, and they start moving away. More wanted to send. Christopher punches them in the face and crumples their faces, and then uh, April gets on a horse, and then Ganymede and Jaleel share a horse, and then Christopher and David are still fighting, so they just have to run. So they just run after these horses. Everybody else rides off on horses. Christopher and David just running in the background. How does that work? <laughs> Doesn't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, he sliced through it like string cheese. Yeah. So, from now on, you have to promise me that every time you slice cheese of any sort with any type of utensil, you're just going to be like,
0: (laughs) This is my own Excalibur.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing, though. Do 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 you peel the string cheese or do you bite it?
2: Yeah, that's true. Nobody cuts string cheese. Oh,
0: I just bite unless, it. <laughs> unless, unless you're making a pizza crust with string cheese uh, and pizza crust. All
1: right, all right,
0: all right. All right. So, uh,
2: there's a certain satisfaction to be gained from biting into string cheese. Mm-hmm. So I normally peel my string cheese for about three or four peels, and then I bite. And then I go back to peeling again, and then I bite again. So, I'm a monster. I just
1: bite. I don't get Get in my mouth.
0: (laughs) I apparently eat my string cheese weird enough that it's now become a thing in the d and d Okay. Because one time, Austin sat slightly off camera, and I thought I was alone, so I ate my string cheese how I normally would. Turns out he was watching the whole time. Then... He mocked me about it. Then, the last time we recorded, at break, I came down with string cheese, and as I was sitting down, I just put the cheese in my mouth so I could put my headphones in, Need both my hands, and as I sat down, Austin was leading an entire thing where he pointed out to everyone that I had cheese and welcomed them all to watch me eat it in my weird fucked up way <laughs> Oh my <now>. god, Austin!
2: <laughs> what is this weird way of eating cheese, Alex? I,
1: no
0: judgment. <laughs> It's all judgment. Some,
2: yeah, some some judgment. Some, all
0: some, judgment. So you just you take a cheese string. Yeah, and you just you like you just hold it like sideways. Yeah. you bite the middle of it oh, and then peel it up like like a corn cob. Kind of like, like, but then you no, have to peel actually, it. You don't like nibble it like a meat. This
2: sounds more like you're ripping yeah. a carcass. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You get it. That's fucking. It.
2: That is an intimidating food. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's metal as shit, and yeah, I love it. and like That's it. how I want to do it from now on.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna do that's that. A way to do it. Because then, like, it's across your mouth, and then it kind of like folds together when when it goes in. I love that. And Dude. then you can
0: eat it like an alligator, where you <laughs> just like flip it back Dude. and like.
2: Oh, I love that. I also, I. I also have to assume that Alex does that thing where she just puts the string cheese sideways in her mouth, and then shakes it, like like, <laughs> so like do. to break its like like spine or yeah. Yeah. It. <laughs> um,
0: I don't want to brag, but my record for string cheese is one hundred percent. String cheese champ. They've never escaped me, too. Oh, okay. Thank you. I was like, <laughs>
2: I was like two like percent. I've
0: killed a hundred percent of the string <laughs> cheeses I have hunted.
2: Thanks, Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> the perfect predator.
1: <laughs>
0: apex cheese predator. That's why my name is Alex. Because the L stands for lactose, but it's apex. Alex. <laughs> I'm an Alex predator. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I get those brief moments from Hedvig and the Angry Inch where I just think in uh, James Cameron Mitchell voice, such were the t- thoughts running through my tidy head. Yeah, yeah. Like, so such a stupid
1: thing. You Tim, have we made you watch that?
2: No, I haven't. Okay. Um. So, we need to, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, all I can think about is that the Alexes are not native to Wisconsin, so what would the cheese population be like if Alex wasn't there to control?
0: If I wasn't an invasive species yes. in the ecosystem oh. of Wisconsin,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I do like the idea of thinking of Alex as an invasive species.
0: <laughs> I was brought in to control the cheese population. <laughs> <laughs> They flew me down from further north. Like how wolves were reintroduced to Yellowstone,
1: Alex was introduced to Wisconsin.
0: She is an
2: Alex predator. (laughs) The cheese population is rampant. There are not enough resources to support this, this cheese population.
0: There was that whole cheese storage thing and it hit the news. They need to bring someone in to do damage control. They had to stop storing new cheeses in the caves.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: The real problem's going to be if she ever finds out the location of those caves. <laughs> it's going to be an Emerald Ash Borer situation all over. Oh, no.
2: I can't. I just this the joy I get out of taking stuff out of context from this podcast, and when I tell people that Alex is an invasive species that was introduced to control cheese population <laughs> with nothing else, just that
0: that one kind of makes sense though, <laughs> like yeah. I feel like people that know
1: me'll be like, yeah, like, it's funny, but it's also very feasible, <laughs> yeah, she might have though. <laughs>
2: the Bureau of Cheese Management.
0: (laughs) The BCM. (laughs) I need a Bureau of Cheese Management shirt. Let
1: me just write that down.
0: (laughs) You know, every few years they run me into a pen and then auction a few of me off.
2: (laughs) Alex's are not domesticated.
0: I think that's also probably likely. I mean like I wear clothes, but that's about the only thing I've got that <laughs> follows any rules.
2: Just Roman free hunt and cheese. That's your that's your ideal life.
0: That is my ideal <laughs> life. Like not even kidding. Like that sounds great. Every day that I go to the barn I have to drive past all of these farms that like post like where their cows, like where their Product goes, and every day I'm like, I could just be getting the cheese here. <laughs> why? Why do I go to the store? I'm already driving here. <laughs> just get out of the car and roam around grabbing the cheese.
2: <laughs> this is the the noble story of the the wild Alex. The truth is, it's just a feral Alex that lives behind Mars's cheese castle for the stuff they throw away.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like you know how <laughs> just habitat. Uh, fragmentation has led to a close interaction between the normal population of humans and the feral animals. And, like, that's where Alex butts heads with the humans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I was going to go with you're some kind of cheese cryptid.
0: I, that's what
2: I thought. I was like, Alex <laughs> is what happens when you cross uh, h- humans with feral animals.
0: I'm glad you guys went that way instead of like, no, she's just like a coyote that like fucks up and lives too close to a city.
2: Listen, you can hear the Alex's howling. <laughs>
1: Jeez. <laughs> We have fun here on Animal Anonymous. Oh,
0: no. What wild lore we've established
2: here (laughs) tonight. There's a children's book, The Feral Cheese Goblin.
0: (laughs) Now I've just got the stupid milk poem stuck in my head. You know, the I'm in the milk and the milk's in me. God bless milk and God bless me. What? That's a children's book about falling in milk when you go into the kitchen at night. What the? Do you guys not know this book? No. (laughs) No. So you're just letting me say these things. Shit.
2: I know. We weren't raised in the feral cheese community, so.
0: It's the haunting tales they tell us of the cheese in the before (laughs) time.
1: That sounds like some. Shit that the creepy kid from The Matrix would say, you know?
0: (laughs) Oh, no. I don't think the title of this book is going to make it any better. It's a Maurice Sendak book, and it's called In the Night Kitchen. Oh, I've heard of that. Okay, I'm just going to keep going here. Finish the book. Furniture. We got a little more. We got two more. We're close. Okay. So... They only encountered a few more Hetwan on, on their wild run away from here, which made the mistake of attacking them. It was just stupid, cuz there's only a couple of them and like David has a sword. So, they kill him pretty easily. That was on purpose, guys. I know it's sword. God, <laughs> doesn't those sword. Looks. What it's sword? not S O
1: W R D. It's sword.
0: It's stupid, right? Because sword even Wait, makes the sound of like throwing
1: a sword. Yeah. Why do you, why do you need the W at
2: all, Casey? Why did you move the W? Sword. Why didn't you just eliminate the W? Sword.
1: Yeah. Sword. <laughs> what a sordid <laughs> conversation. <laughs> okay, anyway.
2: No W and sorted.
0: Sword. Sworded. Sworded. Uh anyways, um, yeah, they run until the horses can't go anymore. And then Christopher and Jalila are also like, We're tired. Or sorry, Christopher and David were also like, we're tired. Uh and so they all sit down and hang out and Dionysus is like, fantastic, we've escaped, let's partay, uh and they're like, It is not time to party. And he's <laughs> like, But this barrel of wine, I've just summoned it. And David's like, No, you didn't, and smashes it with a sword. Uh and he's like, We didn't escape. We are taking a break, and then we have to continue to run because the Hatwan can fly and see at night and they're coming after us, so don't be an idiot. And they're like, Oh wait, hang on. We are running, but where are we running to? And like, where is Olympus? And Ganymede, like, this this I got the most visceral picture of in the book. So basically what he does is Ganymede like looks off into the distance and like I imagine hands on hips at first and just turns going, hmm, hmm. Uh? And then he just points a direction. <laughs> and they're like, That's where we just ran from. That's also where Kanor is. And he's like, Yep, that's the way. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, buddy. Uh, and everybody's lost their shit now. And he's like, well, you you must be mistaken. He's like, oh, no, we we're on our way to Fairyland, and we got captured. And Olympus is on the other side. We already went through Ka'anor. And they're like, you went through, like, the stronghold of the alien bug people? And they're like, yeah, it's just a fucking city. And they're like, well, how are we going to get back there? We don't look like bug people at all. They're going to know us immediately. We're going to be in huge trouble. And they're like, actually... There's a huge thriving trade market in Conor and anyone can walk in and they have humans there too and they love machines and science, so just do it. And they're like great with this CD player, we will enter the town of Conor. And they're like good plans everybody. And they take off at a right angle to where they had been tracking to confuse the Hetwan because David is still like playing military, which is buck wild to me that's that chapter. We only have one more. Would you like me to just knock it out of the park? Okay. Final chapter. They continue on this path. Or they tried. But Dionysus was kind of a dick. And he slowed them all down because every few minutes he's like, are we there yet? I'm tired. I want to stop. I didn't take a nap right here. And then when he wasn't doing that, he was telling just shitty stories. Like, they're like, anyway, so you know where Hercules comes from, right? Like, am I right? Uh, uh, uh. You know, one time Zeus got drunk on mead. He gets super drunk on mead, and he just went after this sheep girl. That's how Hercules was made. And everybody's like, you're terrible. And April goes, it's no wonder that no one worships you anymore. And Ganymede and Dionysus are like, who doesn't worship us anymore? And April's like, the old world. And they're like, well, yeah, who wouldn't wor- like who would worship a god that doesn't just like hang out from time to time? So they know that they're there. And Jaleel's like, yeah, April, who would worship a god that doesn't show up? Uh, anyways, that's happening. They reach a point where the trees are stopping singing and the landscape starts to change. And they're like, okay, this will be a stopping point for the night. And Christopher just drops to the ground. Like he just drops. And he's like, Oh god, I can't believe I'm getting used to sleeping in dirt. This is the worst. And Dionysus is like, I could help. And everybody's like, no, we're not going to party. It's sleep time. And Ganymede is like, yeah, it's sleep time. No partying. But it seems like he's never said anything like that before in his life, so it came out super weird. And then they call forth an orgy scene, except they take out the maiden and the satyrs, and they're like, so... This is just a soft pile of blankets. Normally, this is an orgy, but for you, just blankets and pillows. And Christopher's like, oh, my God, this is the best day of my life. He crawls in there knowing this is an illusion. He doesn't even care. He's so comfortable. He falls asleep immediately. And then he was like, even better, I'm asleep in the real world. So while the information and memories are intertwining and downloading, it's this weird dreamlike trance state where the Hetwan, the gods, the wine, the party, they all start mixing with his day-to-day, and the things that come to him from his real-world life are the bright light and the dark of the copier as it's running. And then this strange image bubbles up of his new boss with two other men printing things off the computer and copying it after hours. It was none of his business what they were doing, but it made him feel very odd seeing this weird symbol, this twisted cross, and then it slips away and another dream image takes its place and that's where we end
1: for today. <sighs> uh
2: so that's the reason why I was yes. excited that I read the last chapter because yeah. the the reaction that Christopher has to what he has discovered is negative. And that makes me happy. And I'm like, so if meeting bigger racists is what it yeah. takes for you to realize how awful you are, then yeah, all right, we'll go mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. route. A very good step. But let's see how he reacts to this. But at least it made him feel negative, and he knew that it was a problem, which is step one. Yeah. And I, I was, I was also kind of curious, is, since this was in a dream is this something that he actually saw, which is kind of how I read it was that he saw this or was this just his interpretation of the, the, the way Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. that interview went?
0: I think because every other thing that happened in his dream was like, it started with all of his downloads from Everworld. I think those were his real catch up from his real memory. So I think it really happened.
2: Yeah. So I'm 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 very very optimistic about the rest of this book. That yeah. that Christopher could turn some corners here. I hope so. Yeah,
0: I really hope so.
2: Yeah, Mr. Trent is bad.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Animorphs taught us anything. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I felt, like, weirdly comforted by this, yeah. like, bad situation, hate it, Yeah, but I was, like, I, f- I feel okay because of other books that have been written where, you know, Catherine and Michael are very, very anti-fascist, so, like, <laughs> um, I'm, like, I, I feel like it, we're gonna be taken care of in a way, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, this might be a concerning part in a book of somebody we hadn't ever written or yeah. written. Jesus, yeah. we have never read their stuff before.
2: Yeah. But that's why I was happy that we that I accidentally read this chapter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, it gave me that little nugget at the end of it. Mm-hmm. That little like Yeah. Maybe
1: his yeah. eyes are getting opened. I hope so. Yeah. Like I'm hoping the arc will be like like you said, meeting a bigger race is basically and being like, oh, hey, all of the jokes yeah, that I right. say actually have like real world effects on people and they normalize things that should not be normalized. And I should probably s- fucking stop doing that. Mm-hmm. So yep. we'll see. I kind of want to know.
0: I kind of want to know. I kind of.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going to read this soon because I kind of want to know. As soon as That's we get weird. off this
1: call, we can all just fucking read the next yeah.
0: section and immediately find out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: I hope that's the other thing. I hope it doesn't take a while to pay that off. Yeah. Mm. I hope I I hope that's not a nugget that's buried for four books from now.
0: That would be very mean. <laughs>
1: I mean, if we follow kind of the David formula, it's like everybody's first go around is like introducing the characters and all of their flaws and, you know, kind of mostly negative reactions. And then hopefully, like the second time around will be like, okay, here's like a turning point for the characters. And then, like, the third batch will be like, okay, decent people now. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see.
2: Success. That's what the the third book will be.
0: They've learned how to people.
2: We haven't yeah, made it to so. my third book yet, then. Yeah,
0: me either. I don't even think I'm at book two at this point. I think it's <laughs> just a disaster.
1: <laughs> <sighs>
2: July 1st. I'm assuming that's when that's when uh, Michael Grant said the website's going to be up, so I'm assuming that's when I can get my, my new Everworld covers.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would assume so. I'm hoping open and the cassie rolling stones interview yes yes
2: Uh, he said there was a gone detective stories too yeah two gone detective stories so i will not read until we read gone (laughs) oh
1: Oh, i got the last two gone books that i needed today so yay
2: some of us have already been
0: through all the gone books
1: wow wow wait Wait brag yeah
0: wow tim (laughs) Sounds like some of us aren't following the podcast schedule. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Well, we've gone on for quite some time. Should we go to our seven-minute outro? (laughs) I think we should. Okay. Uh, If you want to tell me about... What can you tell me about? Tell me about your string cheese preferences and how you eat them. Go ahead and email those to me at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com. Nope. Yes, that one. Uh, and also you can find us on Facebook and all that jazz at Animorphs Anonymous or Animorphs Non, depending on character limits. We can find us in our super secret, super awesome subgroup, The Andalite Bandalites on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Animorphs Anonymous, probably some shit like that. Who knows? You can also find us under Apple Grant Book Club, which is our what we morphed into to talk about all these series, all these wonderful series, or Apple Grant Book Club, or Apple Grant Cast, depending on character limits. Find us in all those places. For the love of God, find us.
1: <laughs> you can also find us and talk about cheese in the Discord server. That is where we are sometimes. It's uh this, the link is obtainable through uh just asking us nicely in one of our socials that aforementioned, and we can get you a link and you can come hang out and talk about cheese with us. Please talk about cheese. We love cheese in that place. If there's and one butter. thing Alex
2: loves talking about, it's the cheese.
0: How fucking! I
2: thought
1: we were gonna go. whatever. How episode. could
0: you? How could you fucking take something as pure and good and wonderful as cheese and fucking taint it with your goddamn agenda? How, how fucking dare you!
1: <laughs> I feel like you two are running for like the same position in office and it's, it's constantly hitting you with attack ads about how you're a cheeseball. I
2: am definitely slinging mud. Yeah. Wow. What the fuck else? Um What wait, hold on, I can do one. I can do one. Yeah, (gasps) do it. Um what if I'm tired of using my ear holes and I want to use my eye holes to consume media, Casey? There's a place
1: for you. (laughs) (laughs) In the form of A webcomic that I make and draw. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called it's called Beside You. And it's 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 a lovely little romance music themed college sort of situation. Uh and you can read that for free with your eyes at at bsideyoucomic.com It is also on Tapas and Wind Tunes. If you're like, oh my god, my eyes, they are so happy, filled with rainbows and and smiles. And I'm going to put money dollars into the hands of Casey so that she can buy eyeglasses for her eyes. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. Patreon.com slash KCD Studios. Help me support making the comic. You can get work products pages and, and early access pages and, and it's fun. Goodbye.
0: For the low, low price of $86,000 a month. Casey and Emily Swan will make a Unicorns of Balinor animation in the style of Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. And this is a true thing that they both pitched, and I am literally just telling you right now.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: This is a legit thing. If you can get the Patreon to $86,000 a month, they will make you this thing.
2: I need this thing. Right? I need it. Yeah. Fall off your wallets, people.
1: Good grief! <laughs> Question. Good grief. Yeah. Okay. I've never read Unicorns of Balinor. Um. Do the unicorns actually turn into sexy dudes? Because if not, can no. we? Can we? Can we make that though? Yeah, you're
0: animating it. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's happening. <laughs> so yeah. Also, there's you know, for several more thousand dollars, you can get the Slater cast. But I feel like the Unicorns of Balinor should really be the headliner here today. <laughs>
2: dancing at home like really yeah Dan's like
0: wow way to to throw me to the cold I would say sitting at home he's on the other side of the Dan van he's staring at me right now (laughs) livid
1: (laughs) (laughs) shit well after you've done all of that and supported my dreams you can support other dreams of other people on this podcast by listening to things that they do Guys, tell me about those things. Yeah, Tim. Uh, yeah, Tim.
2: Alex does a really awesome no, podcast. T- God damn it. <laughs> called Horse Girls. And it's fantastic. I'm there too. But mostly Alex and Jenna. And it's, it's super fun. And there's a Patreon for that too. If you want to hear more Casey. That's kind of a secret though. It's not. We really, knew immediately to really put Casey as... behind the paywall. We're yeah, like, Casey brings yeah. the fucking heat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Alex and Casey also do a really fun podcast called Late Starters where they play a Pokemon game I'm, I'm there too but mostly it's Alex and Casey <laughs> oh no and, uh, uh, and then Alex uh, and, and Jenna and Austin and Nate do an awesome podcast called Dungeons of Dracon Beams uh, I'm, I'm not on that one I'm not on that one but it's okay it's okay. But it's really good and you should listen to it and it's super fun. That's all true. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. What if and I wanted to punch him down on Twitter?
2: There's hold on, I'm not done.
0: Oh, sorry. sorry. Don't interrupt.
2: <laughs> sorry. Don't interrupt. Um, patriarchy. There's <laughs> There's also a couple of podcasts uh, that Alex does that are on hiatus right now. Uh Soup salad sandwich and Cadmus to Crisis. This is a Superboy podcast. Hey,
1: isn't there like a super secret surprise? Yeah. Occasional, S- sporadic, you can never find it There's until they want you to find it a,
2: podcast? A weird, weird podcast thing that just randomly happens in random spots called Surprise Attack Book Club. And Emily Swan is on that one. And it's amazing. I'm there too. That's a- true.
0: You are there too. (laughs) What if I wanted to hunt you down on Twitter so I could find where you were?
2: Um, You would need to think about uh, uh, a fantastic Fred Ward movie called Remo Williams and a fantastic 80s wrestler named Coco Beware. And if you mush them together, you would get at Remo Beware. You'd also get me, which is why. I picked that as a Twitter handle. I know
0: you've never said these words specifically, but that entire explanation is dripping with, hello there, Zuko here.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit. And
2: go watch Avatar and then tweet me about it and how much you love it, and then go read Gideon the Ninth and Mm -hmm. then tweet me about it uh, because... I love them. And then we can both sweet at Keiki. For... It's like the the book pyramid scheme thing.
1: Mm,
0: an MLM. Yeah. I have to bring people oh, in.
2: The yeah. Now. To love a the... The
1: good ball. Burn the dirt. Burn the dirt.
2: What to eat, guys? What to eat, man? What to